0: Friends, fans, and warriors. Documentaries are more than just movies. They are powerful educational tools that can bring people together to create a better world. That's why we are thrilled to announce to you a free public screening of our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters, June 21st at Christian Fellowship Center, 201 North Main Street in Sturgis, Michigan. This powerful film has already made an impact nationwide and worldwide by educating and motivating everyday people to challenge and change legislation for the safety and protection of children. If you're in the Sturgis, Michigan area, you don't want to miss this inspiring documentary that sheds light on the deliberate attack on our children through the education system, affecting families everywhere. Again, that's June 21st, 6.30 p.m. at 201 North Main Street, Sturgis, Michigan. Event is hosted by Christian Fellowship Center. Details and links to more information in the show notes. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we ask tough questions, encourage and inspire grassroots involvement, and pursue truth above all else. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband... Author, director, speaker, Mark Archer. Hey, what happened? <laughs> if you find this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and share the show to help us reach more people with this information. And as always, you can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. So you've got a fun show today. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a fun show. It's kind of creepy. We got, you know, <laughs> Friday 13th vibes it's, going on. It's
1: fun, kind of creepy.
0: <laughs> well, and okay, so today is Tuesday the 13th. Okay. However... It is our 15-year wedding anniversary, uh-huh. and we were married on a Friday the 13th, 15 years ago. Yes. So we'll get back to that in a few minutes, but...
1: You know, everybody thought it was creepy that we were getting married on Friday the 13th. <laughs> we did not care. No, it we didn't. Cheaper. It was cheaper. It's actually cheaper to get married on a Friday. Than a Saturday,
0: just so happens our our photographer, our wedding photographer, which was one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Like, please do not go cheap on wedding <laughs> photographers. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Um, but he was in from.
1: UK. UK. Is where he lives now. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's from Indiana. Yeah. But he lives in the UK now.
0: So it was great that he was already in town on a Saturday, and you know when we contacted him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm already booked on that Saturday." We're like, "Oh, fine, we don't care. We're moving to Friday."
1: Yeah. <laughs> was, everything was cheaper. The room was cheaper. Yeah. The photographer was cheaper. Yeah. The catering. I mean, everything was. You because know, because
0: it wasn't a typical right. You know, big high traffic day. Yeah. So you know. If you're looking on getting married, pick a Friday.
1: Don't get hung up on superstition. No, <laughs> you know, and we'll talk about why. But uh, yeah. anyway,
0: so you have something. So last week we shared. I do about AI. a simulation of yeah. AI.
1: Let me get my theme music going here. Oh, okay, okay. Do you know? Do you know what this music you, is from?
0: No, I don't. It's Star Wars. No. No. Battlestar Galactica. No. Oh my gosh! Do I keep going? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tron? No. Uh, am I even close?
1: Well, think th- we're going to talk about AI.
0: Um, uh, Terminator. Terminator. Oh, a, a total guess. <laughs> I feel so Terminator proud of theme myself song right now. <laughs> yes, it's
1: the Terminator theme song.
0: Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: All right. So last week we uh, read a story about. An Air Force AI-controlled drone simulation.
0: Yes, I remember
1: where uh, it was reported that in the simulation. So this was not. This was, no. No one was actually injured in this. this yeah, a let's just
0: clarify because <laughs> I thought I read it wrong and listened the wrong <laughs> right. wrong the first time.
1: At first, you thought somebody actually got killed. Yeah. No, this was a simulation where AI decided that the human controller was. An impediment to its mission of destroying all the surface to air missile sites. Okay. And turned around and killed the operator and blew up the control tower. Okay. This was widely reported. Just a few days later, Uh now, and this I'm getting from several sources, I'm reading this from MSN. Air Force Colonel backtracks his warning about how AI could. Uh, kill its human operators.
0: So wait, so so let's just let's just theorize for a minute. Mm-hmm. So his first statement about it right. goes viral, right? And <laughs> now people are freaking out, right. and so now we have to backtrack,
1: right? So okay, I'm I'm just I'm, guessing. I'm just gonna read this, and I'm going to let you, the noble listener, decide which story you believe. <laughs> okay, do you believe that this really happened, or do you believe? that do you believe this cover story an air force official story about ai going rogue during a simulation never actually happened um
0: and we'll leave a link for okay. it in the show notes uh
1: an air force colonel who oversees ai testing used a hypothetical to describe a military ai going rogue on its human operator in a simulation in a presentation at a conference but after reports of the talk emerged Thursday, the colonel said he misspoke.
0: <laughs> quote misspoke.
1: Misspoke. And that the simulation he described was actually an experiment that never happened.
0: <laughs> okay. I'd like to talk to other people who were there at the conference.
1: So <sighs> um I, that's all, I mean, that's really all that it says. And then it and goes on no to... There's no context to it? No, as to... it just, they just deny it. And then they go back and they rehash what he misspoke. Okay. About what he had said before. Interesting note here, though. In 2020, an AI-operated F-16, which is a fighter fighter uh-huh. jet, beat a human adversary in dogfights, part of a competition put together by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency known as DARPA.
0: Okay, so was this simulated or this actually happened?
1: Well, you know, it's hard to tell. I would and say... This is, and was,
0: this is the problem with AI. Artificial intelligence. I would intelligence. say I,
1: that that's probably simulated. It's...
0: But the article doesn't say.
1: It doesn't say. Okay. So do so you...
0: left... To give, you're left to your own conclusions.
1: Right. So, which which do you believe? Do you, <laughs> do you think that they're backtracking and, oops, we lied, or did it actually happen? You know,
0: there's always so <laughs> many. There are there are always so many. Um, oh, what's the word? I'm even, I mean, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. But there's constantly if you see something come out mm-hmm. and then suddenly. It's a red flag right. to more than just a small audience, then, oh, we better make a statement about it. Right. I, I mean... I, that's what I said. I, want, just, I, was, I would love to talk to somebody else who was at the conference.
1: My my. Who's allowed to B, speak. My BS meter is, <laughs> is flying on this one. Yeah. I think that the simulation did happen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and... He just started. He said, too much. Just, he said too much. Yeah. And when it went viral and they started freaking out, mm-hmm. then you have to you have to tamp this down. It's so, like a PR nightmare, yeah.
0: right? I, that's that's all it is.
1: So when they come out and say things like, "Well, he misspoke." Yeah. So are, are you saying that an Air Force Colonel went to an international conference and lied to the whole audience on purpose?
0: <laughs> <laughs> not sure but uh, Which i'm not saying what i'm not not saying which
1: 20 30 years ago would be unheard of yeah i would never believe that now
0: It mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise
1: me <laughs> either one wouldn't surprise but I, I don't know what to believe i think it actually did happen
0: it probably did
1: and they're freaking out because yeah. now everybody knows
0: I- and, and whatever, yeah, because <laughs> yeah.
1: the, they just they can't help themselves. They're just such idiots. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Friday the 13th, what uh, did you find out about yes. Friday the 13th?
0: OK, this has been super fascinating. So Friday the 13th, it has been considered a day of bad luck for centuries. You know, the origins of superstitions is unclear. And some believe it could be linked to the Last Supper, which was attended by 13 people, including Jesus and Judas, who betrayed him. Others believe that it was this belief that the 13 is an unlucky number and Friday is an unlucky day, regardless mm-hmm. of the origins. The taboo of Friday the 13th continues to this day, and it inspires fear and caution among many. But there, there's another plausible reason for Friday the 13th being unlucky that I hadn't heard of until it was mentioned briefly by a well-respected pastor that we love to watch Mm -hmm. and listen to. And so I had to do a little research on it. And I found this great article uh, and it's on faithbibleministryblog.com. I'm going to leave a link to it in the show notes, but I just want to talk about this for a minute because Friday the 13th, -hmm. you know, we're celebrating an anniversary. And I thought, I'm gonna go there. I gotta. I gotta. I, I I gotta read up on this.
1: And can I point out too? It's not just Friday the 13th, but it's any building that you go into that's that's 13 or more floors. Uh-huh. There is no 13th floor. Go into the elevator. You will not find a 13 button.
0: Are you when sure? I, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's universal.
1: Uh, it's pretty close. You go go into uh, pretty much any hotel, any high rise hotel. There is no thirteenth floor. It goes You're going to It goes from twelve to fourteen.
0: <sighs> it's field trip day. Virtually everywhere. I'm I'm going to go. i to go test your theory on this. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking. I was wondering if the um, big bank building, you know, that pretty bank, National Bank, is it?
1: Yeah, downtown. We've got a couple. We can yeah. go. We'll we'll test our theory. I'm going to go see. Yeah.
0: We'll test. <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that. I'm
1: I'm. I can almost guarantee okay. o- over 50 percent.
0: OK, so, so I'm going to read from this because this was super fascinating okay. when I found it. And I mean, you could see very plausible reasoning. So best reasoning here on um, the origin of the curse of Friday the 13th. And so it says, however, and because this is a really long article, I'm only going to I'm going to cut out snippets up here for you guys. OK, and leave a link for you, you can read it yourself. The best reasoning that I have found to explain the widely felt dread caused by Friday the 13th is based on the work of 18th century biblical scholars and documented in a book by Mark Daniels, Chuck Misler as well. Mr. Daniels also explains why those that experienced the original horrific situation would want the cause behind it to be hidden and erased from history as it would make them and their beliefs in their gods and goddesses appear illegitimate. It is human nature that when telling the story of a fight, the loser often leaves out the pertinent details, which would make them look weak. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew people had been under bondage by the Egyptian people and labored under extremely difficult conditions for hundreds of years. This is, you know, in in Exodus in Egypt and they're there. So this is what this leading up to is the Exodus. Their cries to God for deliverance were heard, and he sent Moses to demand that their Pharaoh let them go. The Pharaoh would not, and God sent a series of plagues upon Egypt to convince Pharaoh that he was the one true God and that the Hebrew people were his chosen people. Below, he outlines the ten plagues that were sent and why they were specifically chosen to get the Egyptians' attentions. But the tenth plague... Was the event that broke Pharaoh's will and caused him to order the Hebrew people to leave Egypt? It was the plague of the death of all the firstborn in Egypt, and that scripture is found uh, where the plague of the death of the firstborn is in Exodus eleven four and five. You, do you have that? You want to have
1: it right here. Okay. So Moses said, "This is what the Lord says: About midnight, I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die." From the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of the slave girl who is at her handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So the Hebrews were exempt from this slaughter because they had been told by Moses on behalf of God to sacrifice a lamb and paint its blood on the doorposts of their house. The death angel would pass over that blood and any firstborn that was in those houses would be spared. And then in Exodus twelve twenty three it says for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your house to smite you. Uh, so the ex- to smite you. To smite you. So the explanation that he gives um, from Mr. Daniels, who mm. was the one who researched this. And this is where it gets interesting and where Friday the 13th comes into play. Okay. So the Egyptian calendar went from sunrise to sunrise, while the Hebrew calendar went from sunset to sunset. The children of Israel left Egypt on what would now be called Saturday the 14th of, I think it's Abai, A-B-I-E. Okay. So at midnight on the 14th of the month, the angel of death went through Egypt and killed all the firstborn. Since the Egyptian day started at sunrise, the death angel went through Egypt at midnight on Friday the 13th. Mm. So to the Egyptians, the 13th of Friday became the vilest and most wicked day in their recorded history. Forever afterward, the number 13 was considered an unlucky number. And Friday the 13th became a day of infamy and ruin. To this day, Friday the 13th is still considered to be an unlucky day. Interesting. Mm, it, I thought it was really interesting. Um and there was somebody else who went into a little more detail and you can read it in here but um within every house that did not have the blood of the lamb painted across the top and the two sides of the threshold which would look like the Hebrew letter and it looks like an kind of in in mm-hmm. so think about painting around the doorpost. Okay. So that Hebrew letter means living or life. Hmm. I thought that was super fascinating, too. So within every household, within every house that did not have the blood of the lamb painted across the top of the two sides and the the threshold, the household of a Hebrew or Egyptian house, the firstborn human or animal male would be killed by the death angel because the Hebrews... Had followed the command of the Lord given by Moses to place the blood on the doorframe, the Jewish Talmud Mm -hmm. records not one Hebrew was killed, yet almost all of the Egyptian oldest males died, including Pharaoh's son. Um, So the conclusion that they have here. In recording and reporting the history of this event, as well as the destruction of Pharaoh and his army by God while attempting to cross the Red Sea, later Pharaohs had scribes describe being attacked by an overwhelming army who destroyed the forces of Pharaoh, as well as having murdered all of the oldest males within the kingdom. Because what Pharaoh would want to tell the true story Mm -hmm. of the 10 plagues that exposed the impotence and defeat of their 10 deities, Mm. or that it came through the hand of one of their slaves, Moses, (laughs) because of the power of his God, the God of the Hebrew slaves. The word bondage is used rather than the word slavery, which is not found in the Torah or the Pentateuch. An alternative explanation had been given because of the devastation to upper Egypt at this time. The truth might destroy the worship of their false gods, which gave the pharaohs control over the people.
1: You know, it's interesting too. Interesting. Um, if you watch um, Tim Mahoney's um, Oh Exodus yeah, series, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen those, you, you should watch them. I'll leave um, a link to them because they're really good. They are really good. They're, I mean. Um, and I, there's, there's actually at least one that we haven't seen now. He did one called journey to Sinai. Oh
0: and, no, I haven't. Okay. We haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Um, if you like, well, it's just, it's biblical history. It's so good. And he's a, he's an excellent, he's an excellent filmmaker mm-hmm. documentaries, but they're, they're real highly produced. And, um, uh, he makes, I can't remember if which one of his films where they point out that you know when when pharaoh's army chased after the israelites into the red sea that was the bulk of his army yes. and his best fighting force mm-hmm. and they were all wiped out in a, in an instant mm-hmm. and that it wasn't long after that that egypt fell it was not it no longer had standing Uh, they couldn't defend themselves yeah they didn't have a standing army Mm -hmm. anymore they were they were a floating army (laughs) at that point they were they were gone um and i've always loved the the imagery of being covered by the blood
2: Mm. the blood of the
1: lamb Mm -hmm. is what they were covered with that protected them from the wrath of god and it's such a picture of salvation through christ covered by the blood of the lamb the sacrifice lamb that that covers the repentant, covers the the repentant believers uh, under that blood to protect you from the wrath of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I, I thought it was so fascinating with the Hebrew letter that they have. And, mm-hmm. and you can see it, a link in the article. But for it to mean living or life, yeah. I thought that was such a neat neat picture uh just more more detailed information yeah i like research fun
1: fact for you yeah fun fact for you okay so we'll go to break when we come back we have some interesting audio from uh, speaking of creepiness yeah I don't know if we've played any of Noah on (laughs) I don't think we have. You've all Noah Harari. So we're
0: gonna we're gonna get into some of the research of that's going into dysphoria. So stay tuned. Talking more about AI, so we'll be RB. Hey friends, we love hearing from our listeners who tune into our podcast every week. We're always looking to connect with our community and create content that truly resonates with you. If you have a suggestion or topic you'd like us to cover, you can now write us at fearlessfeatures.org forward slash mailbox your support and encouragement mean the world to us and we couldn't do this without you thank you for allowing us to share our passion and knowledge with you link to the mailbox is in the show notes okay so we're back so we're back but first yeah brb yeah you know me so for <laughs> anybody who doesn't know what he just said before the break uh-huh. that's be right back. Yeah, I can't believe you're speaking in your teenager's language.
1: I can't believe you're not hip like me. Oh
0: my gosh! I mean,
1: you know me. <laughs> ah. I throw down, yo.
0: <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead with your. <laughs> go ahead with your article.
1: Okay, I got to play my. I have to play my. Uh, my theme music again. Oh no. Okay. Just briefly, because okay. we're going. We're gonna, I have a clip here of Yuval Noah Harari. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Yuval is. He's everywhere.
0: Yeah, seemingly everywhere right now. Yeah,
1: He's, he's uh
0: big marketing going on yeah, for this he's, guy. He's
1: he's a big deal in the New World Order. Uh-huh. Uh, he's buddies with Klaus Schwab.
0: The World Economic Forum. The World Economic besties.
1: Forum. Yeah, total besties with Bill Gates. <laughs> Hillary Clinton reads his books. What, Barack you Obama. Yeah, remember what his, his latest book is called. Homo Deus. Homo Deus, which means man is God. Mm-hmm. So that's Yuval Noah Harari. So we've got a clip here of a recent talk that he gave. And he's talking about AI. Uh-huh. Speaking of AI, let me just turn up the Terminator music here. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: When you think of AI, think of this music.
0: You know, I, I almost <laughs> think I need to go and watch the Terminator again because I <laughs> don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> I know that I've seen them, but not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it's been a while.
1: So well the whole theme of the the Terminator is there's a point in human history where Isn't that Sarah Connor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are you Sarah Connor? Yeah. There's a point in human history. I think it's in nineteen ninety seven when AI become AI under the brand name of Skynet.
0: Oh, that's where that comes from. That's
1: my yeah, I have a t shirt that says oh that says gosh. Skynet, right? So Skynet becomes <sighs> self aware. Okay. And then starts building killer terminator robots to come after humanity. That's where the terminator comes from.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking we've got the Matrix, we've got the Terminator. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's
1: that's where this Okay. Comes from. Okay, so now we're going to play um a clip from Yuval Noah Harari talking about AI. Got it. Okay, here we
3: go. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of It's Not That Simple. Special because it's the first one ever recorded in, first, in front of a live audience here at the Estufa Fria in Lisbon, and also because we're delighted to have our special guest, renowned author, historian as well, Yuval Noah. Harari. It'll be fantastic to be able to discuss with him his perspective on humanity, which is our topic of the day. Of course, he is globally known for a variety of work in this area about the past, present, and future of humanity. And we're going to try to explain why it's not that simple. Um, Yuval, welcome to Portugal. Thank you. And uh, the premise of this show is trying to break down complicated subjects. Today's topic is particularly complicated. To set the stage, I think it'd be nice for you to try to paint a picture of humanity in 2023 Hmm. and tell us what you see and why it's difficult, perhaps, to preview the future at this time.
2: Well, we are now almost like gods in terms of our powers of creation and destruction. We now have the power to create new life forms, but also to destroy much of life on Earth, including ourselves. We are facing two really big challenges. On the one hand, the threat of ecological collapse On the other hand, the threat of technological disruption. We are creating extremely powerful tools like AI that could uh, uh, undermine human civilization. And uh, maybe the worst thing is that instead of uniting in order to face these common challenges to our species, we are dividing, we are fighting each other uh, more and more. There are rising tensions on the international level. There are rising tensions within societies. Uh, one society after the other is really on the brink of collapse. So, you know, maybe the most important question to ask about humans, about humanity, is if we are so smart, why are we doing so many stupid things? Why are We called our species Homo sapiens. Uh, wise humans, and yet we are engaged in so many self-destructive activities, and we seem unable to stop ourselves. So that, that I think, is the paradox of, of the, 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 the smart humans, the wise humans it 's a great place to start,
3: and you know when I was introducing you, obviously, I was very short because I want to make the most out of these forty <laughs> minutes that I have with you. I could list your accolades and your books and your achievements but better, but, yeah. yeah but let 's focus on the on, on the content and um, obviously uh, i 've heard a lot of your of your interviews of your talks and there's something that we can't get around at the moment in 2023, which is technology, the mm-hmm. advance of technology. You know, when I was growing up, and we're more or less the same age, I'm 48. I still remember that Pong game where you had basically mm. two <laughs> yes. white rectangles going back and forth with a ball bouncing off the the screen, and it's crazy where we are now. You know, I have a two and a half year old daughter, and this new frontier of artificial intelligence is incredibly dangerous, I think, because I'm really wondering what her generation is going to be like, how they're going to learn, how they're going to do anything for themselves. Um, Tell us about AI, in Mm. your words, the the opportunities and the challenges that you see.
2: So we need to know three things about AI. Um, First of all, AI is still just a tiny baby. We haven't seen anything yet. Um, real AI deployed into the world, not in some laboratory or in science fiction, is about like 10 years old. And, you know, you look at the, at the wonderful scenery outside of, of all these plants and trees, and you think about biological evolution. The evolution of life on Earth took something like four billion years, four billion years to reach these plants and to reach us, human beings. Now. AI is now at the stage like of, I don't know, amoebas. Uh, It's like four billion years ago, and the first living organisms are crawling out of the organic soup. And so, ChatGPT and all these wonders, they are the amoebas of the AI world. What would T-Rex look like? And how long would it take for the AI amoebas to evolve into the T-Rexes. And it won't take billions of years. Mm. Maybe it takes just a few decades or a few years, because um, the evolution of AI is at a completely different time scale than the evolution of organic beings, because AI itself works on a different timescale. AI is always on. One of the, and computers in general are always on humans and other organi- organisms they they live they exist they develop by cycles we need to rest sometime mm-hmm. ai never needs to rest now the other two things we need to know about ai is that first it's the first technology ever that can make decisions by itself I hear a lot of people saying, oh, all these worries about AI, every time there is a new technology, people worry about it, and afterward it's okay. Like when people invented writing, and printing presses, and airplanes, they were so worried, and in the end it was okay, AI will be the same. It's not the same. No previous technology in history could make decisions. You know, even an atom bomb actually empowered humans Because an atom bomb can destroy a city, it cannot decide which city to bomb. You always need a human to make the decision. AI is the first technology that can make decisions by itself, even about us. Increasingly, we apply to a bank to get a loan. It's an AI making the decisions about us. So it takes power away from us. The third thing about AI that everybody needs to know, it's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain, by the human mind. They cannot create a new idea. You know, Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The, the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, AI can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book. Written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the old books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thoughts,
1: comments, questions, concerns.
2: Okay, super
0: fascinating. <laughs> um... Okay, his his three points. Yes. Uh AI is is always on and it never needs to rest. Mm-hmm. It m- makes decisions by itself and it's the first technology to create new ideas. Mm-hmm. And what he just said um about okay, so he's bashing the Holy Bible, the mm-hmm. one the one true God. He there at the end and yes. he's he's saying Because it's sort of like um, Ken Ham, and he always says, there's God's word and there's man's word. Right. Right? So if you've got a different religion other than what's in, if you don't have Christianity, if you don't have the Holy Bible, which is God's word, Mm -hmm. all other other religions are man-made. And so that's what he was just saying, that AI can make a new Bible. And notice what he said. That will be correct. Right. (laughs) That was... That's the kicker of it all. Their AI, their new Bible, their new religion is going to be the correct religion. Right. Because they can't stand that there's, what did he say? He called it superhuman, super mm-hmm. intelligent. So
1: extra human, Yeah.
0: <laughs> Something like that. They're so eat up mad with jealousy mm-hmm. that it's not them. And, but what did he say at the beginning? That we are now we are now like gods. Yeah, we, we, we're like creators. gods
1: because we have the power to create new life. And I mean the the arrogance, yeah, of these people, and it takes you right back to the Tower of Babel. Oh yeah, it's the, you know we we will ascend. Mm-hmm. We will be the masters of our own destinies.
0: <sighs>
1: and when you start with the wrong foundation. You can come to all kinds of
0: wrong conclusions. Okay, and pause just for a second. As you mentioned, wrong foundation. Uh, He believes in evolution. Yeah. Billions of years. Let's go back to what your foundation is and let us just point out that's exactly what they're teaching in all of education.
1: Right. So the whole world is... Has Maybe. been under this delusion, and it's been hammered for generations now.
0: And so, it will be easier for them to believe the lie, right? Accept it, right? Beca-
1: because this is just the next, the next evolution.
0: It absolutely is, right? Yep,
1: right. Whereas, remember, because it's the
0: amoeba phase. right? What's it? What's it going to be when it's T Rex? <laughs> like you said, I'm like, what are you? Ta-? Yeah, a monster. Uh-huh. Shall we play a game?
1: It's going to be uh, <laughs> well, and I don't. I am I am fascinated with it. Um it's interesting some of the applications that it that it already has, right? We're not anti technology. It's like Elon Musk and his company Neuralink. Oh yeah. And I don't know if, if you've not seen this technology and their Elon Musk's company is developing computer chip brain implants. Mm-hmm and this the applications for this could be s- just staggering life changing life changing yeah. people people who have been paralyzed good, will be able to walk again mm-hmm. you can correct degenerative cognitive issues mm-hmm. you know alzheimer's things i mean there's tons of things that could be used for good right the same it's the same as when um, when artificial hearts first came on the scene. And then when you know orthopedics came along and became uh, mainstream, I spent 15 years filming surgeries for the orthopedics in industry. Yeah. And when you see that over and over and you see it for what it is, it's and the doctors themselves, the surgeons that do this will tell you all the time even the most godless surgeon will admit that their replacements as as cool as they are are no match for the real thing yeah right because what are they doing they're copying the original design Mm -hmm. god's original design and trying to make it out of things so when i at the end of my tenure if you will of doing orthopedic surgeries the the move filming was, of those let's be right. clear <laughs> <laughs> i could probably do your hip for you if you don't. hips and knees <laughs> i've Anyways. watched enough of them <clears throat> okay so yeah um that the the move was towards 3d printing mm. and growing implants not manufacturing so i had watched it go from manufacturing in a machine shop mm-hmm. where you've got the various components made out of aluminum and titanium and then cobalt steel and and you know all of the all of the complicated complications of getting it assembled and then they started making it into one piece and then but they were try- they were constantly trying to simulate the real thing, and so for instance the 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 stems on the implants, so I don't want to make anybody too sick, but when you have let's say uh a hip replacement uh-huh. they they take your hip out of the socket and they cut off the top of your femur right. <laughs> And if you're wheezy, you might want to pause it or
0: fast <laughs> forward a little.
1: And then, depend, so there's a couple different kinds of surgery. Sometimes they'll resurface the, the top of your femur and they'll, they'll, uh, they'll put a, you know, a resurface on the ball and a resurface in the cup. And mm-hmm. sometimes they can do that. If they have to replace the whole thing, then they actually will ream down, you know, with a big drill and ream down into the femur and create a cavity there. And then there's a stem on the on the bottom of the implant that goes down into your bone right and what they had started to do more and more was that stem was porous and it was um and that was so that it would simulate bone so Mm -hmm. that your bones would grow into it more and then they were making bone cement and i mean all kinds of things always trying to be more and more like the original design Mm -hmm. so um ai going back to ai what is it that they're really trying to do
0: they're trying to be god
1: they're trying to be god and they're trying to recreate the original design except they think they can do it better
0: um well when you just said that it made me think of those uh, artificial wombs Mm -hmm. have you have you seen those oh
1: yeah yeah,
0: I'll have to find. I'll find a link to one of those. You guys yeah. can uh, do a little it, reading on it yourself. It's straight
1: out of the Matrix.
0: It's so weird. It's
1: it's super spooky. Yeah, and because you know what? You cannot suppress. You cannot suppress the Lord's design. You you may have you may be able to figure out how to do an artificial womb, but it doesn't mean that you can just raise. An army of clones.
0: Well, that's that's Storm, what's re- <laughs> exactly that's what's really sad about it because who's going to take all of these children? Are you know they're alive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're growing.
1: They need a father and a mother.
0: Um, it yeah. came from human egg and mm-hmm. male sperm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what are you? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, you can't you can't disrupt the original design. I mean, I think of Star Wars. In,
0: um you've got a movie for a, everything. I do, but no.
1: But science fiction, science fiction <laughs> is always way out on the leading edge of this stuff yeah. and exploring these ideas. And the the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. It's um Attack of the Clones, I think. Yeah, I and let's see. There's Phantom Menace, and then uh the and then the one where they go and they and they you find know, they find the clone army being built. You know, and I that's I exactly what they're time. doing. I know. <laughs> But that's exactly what they're doing. Is they've got this army of clones that are just, you know, they're all identical and they're grown and they're just, you know, they're they're in their little SEL classrooms and they're just kidding. <laughs> <getting, laughs> learning how to just be warriors. Mm-hmm. That's why all the stormtroopers are the exact same height and everything, because they're an army of clones. And this honestly is what people like Noah, or you've all know Harari, believe is the future. Yeah is uh, you know to to meld humanity with machine and make everybody into a cyborg yeah that's that's really what they think well
0: and i and i think uh just going back to the article on about friday the 13th there was a a great lesson for today that they kind of wrap it up with and it says the invisible war goes on Mm -hmm. these same demons are still worshiped today the scripture tells us that we become like the gods we worship in psalm 115 4 through 8 and they were just talking about Idols of stone are cold, unresponsive, and Im- immovable. If you worship idols of stone, you too will become cold, unresponsive, and immovable. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: anyway anyway, so that's all I got for Friday the thirteenth edition. Huh?
0: friday the 13th on a tuesday the 13th this tuesday year the 13th. <laughs> well thank you guys for listening through to the end that's all the time we have for today be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and share this with your family and friends until next time march on saints and be filled with spirit
2: you us in the heart. i don't think it means what you think it means